0: Well, go on then, what's your favourite Christmas song? I asked this at the community meal on Wednesday and I got a lot of answers. What's your favourite Christmas song? Silent Night. Doesn't have to be a carol, can be a carol. Any Blue Christmas. Oh, Blue Christmas. Oh, Oh, Holy Night. Love it. Yeah, Elvis, yeah, of course, of course. There's Blue Christmas, there's White Christmas, there's Let It Snow, isn't there? Go on, what else? Any of this? Snow is falling. falling. Favorite song? Snow is falling. I like that one, yeah all sorts I guess. Uh, we're looking at <coughs> songs, uh, Christmas songs really. In fact five Christmas belters as we've called them. Five songs that uh, kick-started Christmas uh, and this morning we looked at the first one and this evening we're looking at number two and it's Mary's song isn't it? Mary is singing because she's going to have a baby and it's exciting and it's not just any old baby is it? In the reading earlier on uh, the angel says he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father david he's going to be a king for forever and it's exciting isn't it it's a big deal this is an important baby and mary's going to have this baby and she goes to visit her relative elizabeth we saw that this morning Uh, if you were with us this morning she goes to visit her relative elizabeth they have a chat together these two women who are both expecting babies at this time and they talk together And then off the back of their conversation together, which is full of joy, Mary then sings her song. And that's what we get in verses 46 to 56 of Luke chapter 1. We get Mary's song and it is a belter and it's her song. It's personal. It's, It's her song. It's very personal to her. And yet at the same time, it's a song that draws us in. It's a song that invites us to sing along with Mary. Uh, Some songs are sing-alongable, aren't they? Some songs are quite catchy. They're quite kind of sing-alongable. You can can kind of join in even if you don't know all the words. You can sort of get away with it. Uh, The research has been done, believe it or not. And uh, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen uh, comes out quite high on the list. Uh, living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi, whoa, living on a... Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to sing it, don't worry. Um, <laughs> academics, academics reckon that uh, We Are the Champions, right? Is the number one catchiest. It's the number one sing-alongable song. Uh, a musicologist called Dr. Alison Pawley did a whole load of research in nightclubs. If you can imagine that, academic research in nightclubs uh, and came to the conclusion that a sing-alongable song, what do you need for, a, for that song to just be catchy and sing-alongable? You need a male singer with a high voice, lots of energy, clear consonants, and, and that's what draws you in. That's what draws you in to sing along, apparently. Well, Mary uh, isn't—I uh, don't know whether she had a high voice or not. Lots of energy, probably not at this stage. But uh, she sings her song, and it draws us in. It's one that we ought to sing along with her. She wants us to sing along. I can't, Rich. I'm, I'm sorry. I—I—I like a mince pie. I i have like got my Christmas tree up. It's been up for ages. I, I like Christmas. I, I enjoy it and I like a good carol service. And, and it's nice, you know, it's nice. The nativity and all of that. The donkey, Mary, Joseph. I, I, I like it. But it's not real, is it? I mean, <laughs> really? We're not, we don't really think that this really happened. You know, I mean, I, I don't... Virgin birth... I don't even know if I believe that Mary lived on earth at all. Let me say a couple of things to that, because for many folks that's the reality, isn't it? Is this real? Is it just a nice story at Christmas time? Uh, One thing to say is look, Luke here, who's writing, he says at the beginning, we saw it this morning, that he's setting out an orderly account. It's a history, it's a biography of Jesus. And this guy has talked to lots of different eyewitnesses, people uh, who'd met Jesus and so on, obviously Mary, Joseph, other people besides. He's talking to them and he's putting together a very carefully, organized account of Jesus' life. Uh, It's been carefully investigated and researched and he's got uh, written sources in front. He's a historian, basically. Uh, But what about all the weird stuff? There's loads of weird stuff, isn't there, in the Christmas story. There's a star in the sky, there's a virgin birth, and there's a shed load of angels. Everywhere you look, there's an angel popping up. It's a bit weird, isn't it? But just track with me. The Christian claim is that God came into the world and was born as a baby in Bethlehem. Now, if you can concede that there is a God in heaven, and many people do all around the world, then if He did come into the world and was born as a baby in Bethlehem, then you would expect some fireworks, wouldn't you? This is a royal birth. This is a divine birth. So you're going to expect some fireworks. And there are, there's a star in the sky, there's a virgin birth and there's angels popping up left, right and centre. To be clear, the people back then and us Christians now, we don't expect angels to pop up all over the place all the time. We don't think that's normal. No, it's abnormal. It's extraordinary because God has been born and He's come into our world. And so you might as well expect some fireworks. But we're not into Mary's story so much tonight. We want to listen to her song and it's very personal isn't it her song begins mary said my soul glorifies the lord and my spirit rejoices in god my savior it's like a lot of great songs out there the catchiest ones often are a personal story aren't they a relationship that works out or doesn't or whatever but a personal song and you get drawn into the lyrics and mary's is very personal my soul My spirit rejoices. My Saviour. It's personal, but what's the source of her song and all of her joy? Well, it's there in the very next word. For He. For He has been mindful of the humble state of His servant. You know, where does Mary's song come from? What's the source of her song and her joy? She says, it's Him. It's Him. Who's Him? (laughs) It's God. And what He has done. The whole song's about what God has done. So, verse 48, for he has been mindful. Verse 49, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Verse 50, his mercy extends. Verse 51, he has performed mighty deeds. He has scattered those who are proud in their thoughts. Uh, the next verse, he has brought down rulers. Uh, the next verse, he has filled the hungry. Uh, the next verse, he has helped his servant Israel. And just towards the end, just as he promised it's all about Mary's song is so personal to her and yet it's all about what he has done what God has done and Christmas comes along and it's all about what we do right it's all about what we do, isn't it, Christmas time? I just think about Santa. Be well behaved all year round and a fat man in a red suit comes down your chimney in the middle of the night and leaves you a load of presents, right? It's about what we do, isn't it? Our behavior, our performance. Now, a grumpy old pastor, I don't know why he's so grumpy. What's wrong with him? But I'm not being grumpy, but it is about what we do, isn't it? Uh, he's making a list. He's checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty or nice. What have you done? Have you been naughty? Or have you been nice? Yeah. He sees you when you're sleeping. Bit weird, isn't it? Bit weird. He knows when you're awake. that's all a bit weird. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness' sake. See, it's all about what you do. It's all about what you do, and you better be good. Now, that's a bit light, and it's a bit of a joke, but there are subtle aspects to Christmas uh, that draw us into it all being about what we do. We get swept up into an endless list, what we call a to-do list, right? We've got stuff to do. We've all got stuff to do. It's not a problem. We're we're busy and so on. But we can so often just get swept up into that endless list of things to do, caught up in the busy run up to Christmas, doing stuff, drawn into the mad expectations of a perfect day and and doing and doing and doing and doing and doing to make those expectations a reality or not. I do this. All the time gets swept up into it. All about what I do and what we do. And you know, Christianity comes along and it says that it is fundamentally about what he has done. Mary's song, it's all about what God has done. And the Christian faith is not about what you do, folks. It's about what God has done for you. Many world religions operate around this principle and all sorts of other philosophies and ideas. It's the do principle, isn't it? You do this and you do this and you do this and you tick this box. And if you do that and you do this thing and you live like this and maybe you feel like that or you meditate on these things or whatever, you've got to do this and do this and do this. And hopefully, maybe sort of, maybe you'll be all right in the end. Maybe God will like you or or, or favour you if you just Follow the list, tick the boxes, do this, do this, and do this, and do this. And Christianity comes along and says it's all about that. What God has done for you. Someone uh, has said uh, the gospel, the, the Christian message is good news, not good advice. It's good news. It's it's not good advice. You know how advice works. Actually, whether it's good or bad doesn't matter, does it? Advice is well, look, I'd advise you in this situation to do this. Or I'd advise you in this situation, probably the best thing for you to do is to do this. That's advice, isn't it? it? It gives us an idea of what we might do. But the Christian message is not good advice, it's good news. What's good news? Well, it's something that's happened, that's been done, and you've been called to respond to that thing. It's news, not advice, and it's good news at that. You know, life presents us, and most world philosophies and religions and ideas present us constantly with ladders. Here's a ladder, and you just got to climb up towards God, or whoever it is up there, and you go up this rung and this rung and this rung, you just do this and pray this and think this and be like this and get this right, and you do this and you climb up the ladder towards God. And yet, as I said at the beginning, Christianity very simply says, No, He came down, He came down the ladder. He came down from Earth to heaven, uh, from heaven to Earth, who is God and Lord of all. He came down. It's all about what He has done. He came into our world. And you know what? He did come to tell us what to do. Uh, Jesus' ethical teachings for our lives are fantastic. They're great, and they've shaped the Western world, and they've been around for hundreds of years, and they're pretty good. He did tell us how to live and what to do, but way more so, much more at the heart of things, much more fundamentally, God came into our world to do something for us, not to tell us what to do and how to be, to give us good advice. No, He came to do something for us. It's there in Mary's song, verse 50. Beautiful words. His mercy extends. His mercy extends. You know, the God of the Bible is a merciful God as our first reading described him. He forgives our sins. He is merciful. The Bible says that he is rich in mercy. That song, lovely, wasn't it? Putting words into Mary's mouth, if you like. But uh, uh, majesty and mercy meet me in this moment. The, The God of all creation comes and mercifully gets involved in my life. What's mercy? It's a Christian word, isn't it? Sort of religious jargon. Mercy means that God does not treat us as our wrongs deserve. No, he's willing to show us mercy. He knows that we've mucked up and got stuff wrong. And he's ready to show mercy to us and not treat us as our wrongs deserve. Someone famous said, human beings have a huge propensity for good. And yet a capacity for evil. That's right isn't it? it can be true of your life of mine of your life experience your experience in the workplace we can do great good can't we and we're also capable uh, of great evil and wickedness and wrong how will it go between me and santa how will it go between me and santa am i on his nice list or am i on his naughty list well, I'll tell you the truth. Thank you, Isaac. <laughs> Just sit down now, shall I? You know what? I have been nice. Sometimes. When the wind's in the right direction, and I've had enough black coffee, <laughs> and a few of the things come together, I have been nice sometimes. And never mind naughty. Been narky, been nasty, nosy, not been the neighbour I should have been, not loved as I might have done, and not lived as I ought to have done. That's the reality. I've failed to keep my own standards, never mind God's. And if I've wronged others, and I have, then how much more have I wronged the God who made me and loves me? And if that's true of me, it's true of you. And it's true of each one of us. William Wordsworth uh, was uh, a great, Poet, an English poet, a romantic poet. He he really reflected on on nature and and the creation. And you know, uh, there was the one uh, daffodils. You know, I wandered lonely as a cloud through vale and hill. All all at once I saw a crowd. It's my granny's favourite poem. I think a host of golden daffodils. Oh, lovely, Uh, nice nature. He, He really reflected on the goodness of of nature and all of that in so much of his poetry. And yet, even Wordsworth, even Wordsworth, in one poem. Penned these words, and much it grieved my heart to think what man has made of man. Have I not reason to lament what man has made of man? Folks, we've messed up, we've mucked up, we've missed the mark, and we need God's mercy. We need God's mercy. We've rebelled against him. We've rejected him. We've ignored him throughout our lives. And we need God's mercy. And you know what? He meets our mess with mercy. You feel like you've messed up in life? Maybe there's a particular bit of your life, oh, I just really messed that up. Yeah, me too. Well, God meets all of that mess, all of the wrong, all that stuff, with mercy, he doesn't treat us as our sins and wrongs deserve. And you know what? His mercy comes again and again and again and again for people like you and me. No matter how much we mess up. What does it say again? His mercy extends, right? He's not like, well, I thought I might give you a bit. No, he, his mercy extends to all kinds of people. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, whatever your life, whatever you've got up to, you're not too far away for God's mercy to extend and reach out and bring you in. He is rich in mercy. And His mercy can cover up all of the muck and mess of your life. Richard Sibbs, I've just literally come from the village where this man was born, right? He's a Suffolk boy and he said, there is more mercy in Christ than sin in us. God has got enough mercy to cover every one of your wrongs and every one of your sins. You say, oh, not me, Rich. I'm not like, you know, I'm not a church boy. I'm not like you. I don't, you know, I'm not, I've just, you. if you knew what I'd done, If you knew what happened 10 years ago, if you knew where I was, if you knew what I'd said, no, his mercy extends to cover all of that too. His mercy extends. How do you get it? How do you get God's mercy? Well, I don't know, it might surprise you. It might not, given what I've just said, it's not about what you do. Right, you can't sort of go, oh, okay, I need some of God's, I mean, how much have I got? Uh, no, you can't pay for it, you can't buy it, you can't earn it, it's a gift. And it's all about what he has done in and through his son Jesus, and it's a gift, his mercy is a gift, and how does gift work? How does a, how does a present actually work? We should know, we're coming up to Christmas, aren't we? How does it work? Well, someone gives you it, and what do you do? If you're not mad, <laughs> you receive it. You just take it, don't you? I- I'll let you into a little secret, kids, but after I've said this, just pipe down because I know you'll be so excited. In a few minutes, every child in this room is going to get a free selection box, okay? So when someone goes, oh, here's yours, what are you going to do? You're going to grab it, aren't you? Yeah, that's right, It's the right answer. You're going to receive it, you're going to take it. It's a gift, and that's how God's mercy works. It's a gift, folks, which you grab hold of and receive. The carol, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. Right, meek souls, like that means like humble souls who go, you know what, I've really messed up my life, I've really got it all wrong. That kind of, not, not moral souls, not people who think they've got it all sorted and all right, no, where meek souls, where people just come and say, God, I'm so sorry, where meek souls will receive him still. The dear Christ enters in. You come to God and you say, God, I am sorry. I have made a mess. I have wronged you. Please would you forgive me through Jesus. Thank you, amen. Right? Something like that. <laughs> and that's it. That's all that's involved. Is that you tonight? Mary's song, uh, Mary models for us meekness. She's very humble. She's just all about God. It's him, it's him, it's what he's done. It's all about him. And she just, she just she comes and she sings this song and she's his humble servant. And that's the way. You don't come to God where you listen, well, okay, I've got that stuff wrong, God, but I've got this stuff right and I've done pretty well. And you know, no, you don't come like that. You just come and say, you know what, God? I am sorry. I have made a right mess of it. I've wronged you. I've wronged others. Would you extend your mercy to me tonight? Would you have mercy on me, a sinner? Would you forgive me through Jesus? Could you wash away my sins? Well, he can. Would you pardon my offences and hurl them into the depths of the sea and bring me into life with you and life forever? Is that you this evening? Is that you? you here this evening. You go, yeah, I resonate with that. You know, Rich, I've made a mess. I've mucked up. I've got it wrong. I've wronged other people. And I do believe there is a God in heaven. And I've certainly wronged him. I've not kept my own standards. Never mind his. And you know what? I just want to say sorry to God. And I want to thank him because I I don't understand what you're talking about, Rich, but I kind of know that there's something about his mercy which is bigger than all of my mistakes and all of my sins. Is that you this evening? Do you want to grab hold of that? You just, just receive, you just take hold of the gift like a selection box. It's a bit bigger than that. And then you know what? You will experience God coming into your life and into your heart and into your home from there. And all of your doing then flows out of what he has done. And all of your mess is covered by his mercy. And then, and only then, well then you'll find that you're singing Mary's song. Let's pray. Father God, I want to pray a prayer to you that someone else could just latch on and say in their heart and it might be their prayer or something like it. Father, I'm sorry because I've sinned against you and I've got so much wrong in my life. I've said really stupid and hurtful things. I've done wrong things. I've thought awful things. Please would you forgive me through Jesus? Father, would you show me this mercy thing? Can you take away all my sins? And I pray that you would take me to be with you in heaven forever. In Jesus' name, amen.